<laughs> well, w- welcome to the Songs of Smoke podcast this week. Uh, I'm Drew. I don't know who's who's giggling in the background there. We got uh, we got Mo broadcasting uh, from Casa, I think tonight. Correct? You bet. Yep. Awesome. And uh, we got uh, Dave the Wagon West from Cigar <laughs> hey. Noise. Hey. And uh, joining us tonight is uh, L Train from uh, the Underground in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Absolutely. Glad to be here. How are you guys doing? We are doing well. So, uh, quick lowdown. Um, we did this last night, and uh, Dave screwed it up. So, uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to try to do this again, but better um, for, for anybody that's heard about it. Um, so, L-Train, um, you, you're one of the owners at, um, at the Underground uh, there in um, Fort Worth. That's true. Uh, can you uh, can you give us a little uh, details about uh, about the shop, uh, where you guys came from, um, what you guys do there? Absolutely. Um, the shop started with the Mark Scott and Don Wiggins, and uh, I came aboard later, probably about uh, four or five more months later, and uh, it's out of Fort Worth, Texas. And we got our patrons initially from Cigar Dojo and from uh, Cats. And during that process, we gathered all the customers first, and then Mark Scott had the great idea to open up the shop, and from there, we uh, have progressed on. Awesome. And you guys are primarily a boutique shop, correct? Yes, sir. We try to stay in that boutique world. We love it. We love the innovation. We love the uh, we love the kind of camaraderie uh, boutique brands bring. Awesome. Um, and we, we talked last night, and just kind of briefly, but... Uh, um, your shop, um, Dave aside, um, you guys kind of uh, you guys have a, a, more like a family than, than than just a shop. You guys uh, you guys have a very uh, good camaraderie um, with. Uh, when you say you guys, are you referring to Mexicans or are you referring to the shop? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm referring to the shop. Okay, I just wanted to get that clarified. <laughs> um, so as, as far as the shop goes. Uh, very welcoming of everybody, especially new guys. Um, uh, we, we, as in, uh, the Sultans here, we, we do the same thing with our blog as well. Try to, try to, um, gear towards the newer guy. Um, try to make them feel welcome in the industry here. Um, that it's not a bunch of hoity-toity, uh, elitists. And, uh, you guys kind of do the same thing down there, right? We do. We try to take care of our customers because, uh, I think customer service is a dying art and we We've really tried to refine that, and uh, we, we make no bones about the fact that the customers uh, provide us uh, a way to have a shop, and they also provide the manufacturers uh, a living by buying their product as well. So, yeah, we, we try to embrace our customers uh, a lot more than, say, your average uh, retail. That's awesome, man. Um, Mo, Dave, you guys have uh, have any input here? That's all you got, Drew? No, I got more. I'm just check, <laughs> checking in with you two. What are you guys smoking tonight? It's a good talk. I enjoyed it, guys. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, have a good night. Yeah, thanks, Drew. Good job. What are you, guys, what, what are you two smoking? Dave, what are you smoking? I'm smoking the, uh, the catacomb in honor of Underground. Awesome. Nice. Which, nice. Which so am I. I, um, I as I'm smoking right. a catacomb from, 20, uh, I think, 2014. Good. Mr. One-Upper. Mo. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, we do need to talk about the one-upper again. That needs to be discussed <laughs> and fleshed that's, out. That's yeah. fine. Uh, but, uh, you know, I went to grab a catacomb. I still have one left. I could not find it. Drew, uh, Drew got us two last year. I, yeah, it was 2014. So, yeah. yeah, I can't believe it's already 2016. Um, in 20, late 2014, uh, but I couldn't find it. And so I'm actually smoking a, uh, a sample from a undisclosed vendor. So. <laughs> awesome. L-Train, what do you what do you got? I'm smoking the uh, Mason-Dixon by Crown Heads tonight. It's their new Mason-Dixon sound. Fantastic stick. Um, and I'm also sipping on some moonshine made by one of our customers, D Hill, it's her family recipe, and it's outstanding. Nice. Mm. I actually had one of those Mason Dixons uh, last two last weekend, the weekend before. Well, what's uh, the wrapper on that one, uh, L Train? It's a Maduro wrapper. It's really really nice. They've done a fantastic job on it. Uh, Crownhead's one of the premier company boutique companies uh, going on right now. Our rep now, is Brian McGee, and uh, just a fantastic job. Is that um? Now I know some of his stuff was being made at uh, at EP Carrillo, but is the is the Mason Dixon? Is that my father? Is that who makes that one? I believe it is. Yeah, I, I, I hope I'm not wrong on that, but I believe it is. Yeah, they okay. They 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 produce out of several uh, factories, but I believe that one is out of my father. So gotcha. Um, so Mo kind of mentioned that you guys had sent us these catacombs. Um, kind of when we first started up, this is this is kind of story about how awesome you guys are uh, underground, mm. but. Uh, we, uh, we had started out doing uh, reviews uh, on our blog, and um, we had met up with some uh, oh, different, different groups and saw the catacombs. Um, I actually, I don't know if I talked to you or Don at the time, but I called in and uh, ordered a couple catacombs. And to my surprise, uh, when they came in, you guys had actually thrown a little extras in there, which uh, I was able to send up to Mo for him to, to smoke. So, cool. Um, Taking care of everybody, even uh, us as the new guy, which was nobody for sure back then. Well, you were the new guy. You had no friends. You didn't know anybody. We wanted to make you feel, you know. We, we still know. don't. We, we're we not. Still, yeah, we still. Nobody really <laughs> knows who we are still. Uh. Ah, white people problems. That's a bitch. <laughs> um. Let, let's go into the one upper, Mo. You 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 brought it up yesterday, but let's uh. You, okay. You you kind of had a quick story about it, right? And and I guess I'm going to be less graphic than I was yesterday. No no violence day, but no. I had said yesterday that I had just bought. Um, I guess I'm borderline tat, tat whore. I guess I'm, I'm not quite a whore. I'm kind of like I don't know if you guys ever seen Fifty Shades of Grey the movie. Drew, I know you have. But uh, um, yeah, you know, were, were the girls debating whether she wants to sign the contract or not? I'm, that's how I kind of am with Tatawahe. I'm like deciding if I'm going to be a whore or not. Um, but anyway, so it's kind of becoming my one of my favorite brands. And um, so I got these pudgy Jasons. I'm all excited. Guy comes up to me in the shop and says, oh, I got full-size ones in my locker. I'm like, oh, cool, man. Dude goes into his locker, grabs one, lights it up in front of me, doesn't offer me one or anything. Just, you know, like just kind of show it off and throw it in my face. And I'm kind of like, you know what, dude? Hey, you know, that's fine. You know, but it's kind of a dick move. Um, but, yeah. you know, you, you go into the shop and, and you're always going to have that guy that knows more than you. If you know, if I know L-Train from underground, he knows 10 guys from 10 other shops. If, if I, you know, had a, lim- uh, a my father five year, he's had he's got three boxes of Papine 10 years sitting at his house, you know. 
Um, just kind of one of those deals. I mean, have you guys had that kind of experience at all with people? No. Uh, fuck no. Me at, me at this shop, you know, as I said last night, it's just really uh, a phenomenon that goes on here. Um, literally, we have people that buy a box, uh, something exclusive, as I said last night, all my exes, uh, the Robusto, which is now you, you can't get. Uh, this guy buys the last box, cracks open the cellophane, seal, and proceeds to pass out sticks around the shop. Uh, yeah, we, we, we rarely have that. If uh, you come into the shop and you don't have any sticks or money, you're going to be smoking by uh, five minutes. <laughs> and I, I think that's the culture that we've tried to cultivate here is there's a, a belief in giving. That's awesome, man. And that's that's yeah. the way it should be. I talked to, uh, well, both Dave and Mo separately earlier, but uh, Dave, I sent out a couple of bombs to some people and some people on uh, Cigar Noise. And then uh, and, and David mentioned, he's like, man, you're, you're sending out all this stuff. And I was like, dude, somebody's going to enjoy it. They're going to have a good time with it. I don't care the money. It's It's awesome. Somebody else can smoke it and have a good time with it. Awesome. That's 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 better in uh, the industry and uh, making some other friends out there. And uh, that's that's kind of what we're all about as well. That just smoking cigars is is kind of a secondary to to having uh, the the friends, the companionship, and uh, the uh, social atmosphere. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. We say in the shop all the time. We don't sell cigars. We sell the culture. That, that's yeah. Come here towards the culture. They can buy cigars anywhere. They can get them online at CI, but they come here to buy them and patronize here because of the culture that we created here. Um, okay, so we um, and and uh, I know we did all this last night. We've got a couple cigars coming out. We've mentioned them before. Um, one of them, uh, El Train, is called the Max Press. Um, me and Mo met. Um, pretty homo <laughs> story. We met. We met at the gym. <laughs> Uh, we were both kind of gym fanatics. Um, we met at the gym. We, we then met at the cigar shop. So anyways, one of ours, uh, is called the max press. It's got a little barbell on the band and stuff. And, uh, I, I'm friends with you on Facebook and all, and have noticed, uh, you're, you're posting some runs and all you're, you're doing some running, some working out and stuff. Absolutely. I think it's important for Mexicans to exercise and run. (laughs) Because you never know when we're going to get caught stealing something, and that running comes into play there. Hey, whatever it takes. I don't know if that's what you're going for, Drew. That's a that's a PSA, public service announcement. That's absolutely that's right. Yeah. Start practicing long jumps. If you're Mexican and you get caught stealing something, your ass needs to be beat. <laughs> well, as long as you can outrun them. Yeah, yeah. You're working on it. Is that is that all you do? I'm 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 trying to dig here a little bit and. No, I, I yeah, I, uh, I think um, I started running when I was in the army, and uh, I think it's one of the best ways for for me to keep my uh, metabolism up. I don't really do anything else. Um, I don't get into lifting weights. I, I think that's an admirable uh, exercise, and I, and I applaud all those who do it. But for me, um, man, I love running. I just put on the headphones and just run. Next thing I know, I'm past four or five miles and really enjoy it. Well, see, I I always tell people I run um, so that I can eat more because yeah. <laughs> I love food. Well, I just did. I did too. <laughs> um, uh, and you you just mentioned kind of you were mil- ex military, and I know last night you mentioned you guys do some some uh, uh, different stuff with the military. We all appreciate military first responders. Um, Dave is also current military. Um, 
you guys do some stuff. How, um, how can we get a hold of, um, I guess you guys send them out, right, to, to military? Don't you guys do a... We do. We sell, we're, we're, um, we're supporting the Taliban Cigar Aficionado Club. Uh, Carol Lee Martin, is, um, she's also a vet and a wonderful person and a great ambassador for cigars. She works for Roberto Duran Cigars. She's the rep. She also turned us on to the Taliban Cigar Aficionado Club, or TCAC. And uh, what we do is we collect cigars, and then we send them straight to Kabul, Afghanistan. Immediately, they take a picture of the box, and they open the box, take a picture of them passing them out. It goes to uh, coalition troops, all four of the military services, and uh, DOD personnel. And so we get pictures of all that, and it's, it's wonderful. It's uh when we post that on our Facebook page, uh, I think a lot of our guys and girls that give uh, get a lot of gratification out of that. We're proud to support that. We also support another group called the 22 Until 9. As you know, um, 22 on, on average, 22 vets kill themselves every day. And this uh, organization is geared to getting that number down. So we do uh, an event for them in March and um, in the hopes that we can raise some money that will help you know, as many people as we can. So. Awesome, man. Um, we'll get some contact info here at the end, too, if uh, anybody wants to donate uh, some cigars to any of that stuff as well. Fantastic. Um, and you guys just had Woodstick yeah. last weekend. Uh, it was a big hit. Um, I've seen pictures all over the Internet and whatnot and knew some people that went. Um, this is the second time you guys have done that? Yeah, the first time we, we – um, it was uh, UG Cigar Fest. And uh, I'm not allowed to talk about this, but uh, we got sued by uh, an, uh, an entity uh, for that name. So, you know, every year we're going to change it. Um, we were waiting to get a cease and desist this year, but it didn't come, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, we, we actually have a, a, a really cool cat, one of our uh, members named Bob Ernst from uh, Florida. And uh, we were at IPCPR. We were hanging out. We were talking about what we're going to do this year for the UG Cigar Fest. Uh, and he says, hey, because um, I wanted to do it uh, after music. And I thought the 60s were a great time. Uh, I'm 38. I, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to enjoy that period. But I loved the music from that time. So uh, he said, you should call it Woodstick. And at that point, it stuck. And uh, we, we ran on it from there. But we had a very successful event, 19 vendors. Uh, two bands uh, and a great time. We sold tons of sticks, and again, we just uh, reemphasized the culture that we have here, which is uh, somebody told us last year it was like coming to a family reunion with only a family that I love. And <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you, I feel like we did that again this year, and that's what makes a successful event. I said, that's what makes a successful... Oh, 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 okay, that was... <laughs> you're, you're, you're simultaneously looking at adult uh, porn or no, no, I'm staring, I'm staring at... Let me know at, if I'm boring you. Let me know if I'm fucking boring you. I'm, I'm staring at your face here. I, I didn't get to see this last night. I wish I had oh, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, Elchain, when, when Dave first heard Woodstick, uh, he had... He'd gotten kind of aroused, and then Drew and I had to explain to him that that was actually a cigar event. <laughs> yeah. so, those uh, those NCOs in the in the army they they get aroused easily. <laughs> <laughs> Shit happens. I could have used either the word 
wood or stick and uh, got the same reaction. <laughs> yeah, don't make it awkward, Mo. Come on. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. But by the way, Dave, uh, I put together a pretty impressive package. It's coming your way, and I didn't know that you hadn't had the uh, the catacomb for this year, so I'll uh, I'll include some of those sticks for you. All right, uh, we can talk more about that package you're including later if you want to get with me offline. You know, <laughs> that got weird fast. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm the, I think maybe the newest customer of Underground, possibly, maybe. You are. Yeah, there we go. No, we called in earlier. Forty-five minutes ago. Forty-five minutes ago, we had a couple come in. Ah, and he said to me, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. And, and I and I helped him out. Um, I gave him a complimentary cutter and a lighter and explained him how to light it. Told him awesome. to put the labels uh, in a journal, uh, take the labels down, see what he thought about them, um, and then come back and, uh, and join us in the club because everybody here loves a movie and uh, you won't get picked on. In fact, you'll get uh, you know a, a lot of um, pointers on on how to cultivate your, your collection. And you know, I was, go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. Sorry. No, go ahead. Um, I was asked on Instagram recently and it comes up just about once a week. Like I'm going to smoke my first cigar. What should it be? And mm-hmm. I, I used to think, okay, these people want an answer. But recently, like in the last month or so, I, I've, I've realized that it's not an answer you need to give, but kind of the reasoning so i've been pointing people to the tobacconist you know saying wherever you're at go to the tobacconist let them guide you through your first experience and kind of show you the ropes you know and walk you through it so that you know if you like that cigar why you like it or why you don't like it how to cut it how to light it and it just gives you that whole environment and i get a lot of pushback on that a lot of people want to know like just specifically like hey what should my first cigar be so in that respect, aside from the tobacconist, what would you say would be a good first cigar? You know, the, the, the first question I ask anybody is, have you ever smoked before? And the, the guys or girls that say, no, never, um, then I have to start from there. And I, I, I usually start them off with a very mild cigar because mm-hmm. uh, it's not really about the tobacco at that point. It's about the procedure, the roasting of the cigar, the cutting of the cigar, all the preferences that you, you choose. And then it's about, you know, uh, taking the the, tobacco, the smoke in your mouth, no retrohaling. I wouldn't recommend retrohaling on the first uh, few cigars, and just relaxing uh, and, and enjoying the stick. Uh, make sure it stays lit. Uh, when to knock the ash off? When not to knock the ash off? Suppress the skin, and, mm-hmm. and like to ease them in, into the experience. Um, last night I talked about a question I asked about the turning point cigar. Mm-hmm. Which is a cigar that made you realize that you love cigars, and for some people, you know, it's you know five or six cigars down the road. For others like me, it was five or six years down the road when I mm-hmm. really realized I love cigars. So I wish I could expedite that process and make them have that experience, but it just doesn't happen like that. Kind of, I feel like you just kind of let each person go with their own personality and and uh, find their own way. But uh, yeah, you know, the, the people that that want you to give that definitive answer. There is no definitive answer. Everything is different. And I think a lot of what you mentioned is the reason why they need to go to a tobacconist. You know, a lot of those things you just brought up would easily be glossed over in an Instagram comment or a Facebook reply. But a tobacconist is going to be right there in the moment to walk you through that. Yeah, and you know, one of the worst things you can do is give somebody a cigar that you like because it's it's probably catered to your palate. And so it's yeah. going to probably be about a medium cigar, some strength, and some power, which is the nicotine shake or whatever you get. You're probably used to all that. 
you know, it's probably, 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 probably smooth a complete turn off. So when, when I when I think of that stuff, the first thing I'm trying to do is get them comfortable with a cigar in their hand. The, the flavor and the taste will come later. Mm. Yep. And everybody has different, you know, uh, uh, the Modafina wrapper is a bitter wrapper, and I've, a lot of people love that, that bitterness. Um there are a couple of great Matafina cigars out there. You, you know, Clint Aaron from 262 does wonderful things with Matafina wrappers, and he takes that bitterness out of it. Um, and so, you know, some people like it, some people don't, but it all depends upon your taste. And, and we don't know what they like because they don't know what they like yet. Just mm-hmm. walk through the process. Do you... Do you do you ever pair them with? Uh, I don't know how your lounge is set up, but do you ever pair them with uh, drinks? Do they ask you to pair? Yeah, this is a BYOB place, and mm-hmm. the reason why we do that is because there are so many people here that like so many different drinks uh, yeah. that we couldn't possibly, if we had a liquor license, stock everything they like. Mm-hmm. And 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 also, I don't want this to be a bar. Mm-hmm. I want it to be a place where people who are perhaps uh, recovering alcoholics, recovering addicts, to come in and get that same camaraderie without the pressure of having to drink or order a drink. So we supply free Cokes and waters um, so you can feel comfortable coming here and sit down and relax and have a drink. I mean, have a smoke. And uh, and then, you know, the pairing thing goes, first of all, I don't even know what people, you know, what anybody likes to drink, but I think they quickly find out what, what, what pairs well with that. So we leave that up. We always ask stuff like that just because uh, I don't drink much. Um, Mo doesn't drink at all. Dave's an alcoholic. Um, <laughs> we, got um, all, we got all the bases covered. So, uh, like tonight, I'm drinking, well, and I got to work tomorrow early, but I, I'm just drinking with a coffee. Um, a lot of times I'll do like Dr. Pepper or something. Um, well, I'm working tonight, so I'm drinking moonshine because I've got to be careful. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we ask a lot because we don't know. Uh, I don't know. We don't know how to how to pair that stuff together, and uh, yeah. Dave doesn't either because he just gets drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, again, it goes, and, and, and I, I I've seen um, I've seen YouTube videos where they're, they're telling us how to cut cigars, and I've actually had some manufacturers come in and say, "No, you're cutting that wrong." And I pull them aside and I say, "Look, the cutting, the lighting, the pairing." It's all preference. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, Absolutely. I can recommend, you know, that with, with uh, the catacomb that you do a uh, a very nice scotch. But I got to be honest with you, um, a two dollar hooker goes great with a nice bottle of scotch. So, <laughs> I, 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 I found three dollar, but that could just be Chicago price. prices. <laughs> yeah, that's the Illinois tax. Yeah. <laughs> what What is your uh, What is your preferred cut? We talked about this on another podcast, but what is your uh, what do you prefer to cut? I, I got to tell you, it depends on the on, on the on the cigar and like um, I'll just give an example for like a Bellicoso, uh Depending on the uh, the wrapper, mm-hmm. uh, for example, if I'm I'm doing one of the Catellis, which is a very nice Connecticut Bellicoso, Uh If you haven't tried those, uh, Michael Catalano is, is new to the industry, but I say new, he's a couple years old. But the guy uh, knows what he's doing. Makes a fantastic cigar. I'll take that Bellicoso, and I'll do a, a guillotine cut on the top, very small, and I, I enjoy that flavor, and it funnels through. If somebody's first starting out, I would recommend uh, they make a bigger guillotine cut because the bigger the cut, the smoother the cigar. Uh, you're not funneling everything through a small opening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on, on Robustos and Churchill's 
and 60s, I'll, I'll do a V-cut. And sometimes, you know, if it's a 70 or an 80, I'll do uh, a cross V-cut uh, just to pull that flavor through. Right? It's more about it's more about holding that cigar in my mouth, that control, uh, than it is you know, the amount of smoke I pull through it. Uh, Dave, Dave and Mo, since we talked about this last uh, week, did you guys uh, V-cut any um, box press since uh, Brad mentioned it? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've V-cut I'm the only one once that every tried other day this. anyway. <laughs> yeah, so it's it works out. I use I use all my accessories like a pro. <laughs> yeah, in my travel door, I have both the V-cut and the guillotine cut. I, I rarely punch, and I, one of the reasons why I, I don't punch, again, personal preference, but... One of the reasons why I don't punch is it, you can. It's uh, to me, it's the fastest way to ruin the cat on a cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have a very sharp, uh, good punch, and you, you don't know what you're doing, and you know, as I mentioned before, I, I enjoy a few drinks. So with the guillotine or V cut, I don't really have to <laughs> doctor what I'm doing. I just cut it, start smoking it, and I usually don't have any issues. And that V cut is just dummy proof. It's really hard to mess it up. And, you know, I used to love the punch because when I first got it, I ruined some cigars, and then I figured out how to use it, and I thought, okay, this is more sophisticated. You know, it's cooler. you got to work a little harder at it. Yeah. And then I got a Padron, you know, with a, with a single cap, and I right. fucked that all up. And ever since then, I've, I've been away from the punch. Yeah, yeah I, I, and I know what you're saying, Dave, because you, you think you're gaining respect of others when you're doing something that's cool like that. Yeah. You realize yeah. you don't really know what the fuck you're doing, and in the end, it's yourself. So I, yeah, I and it's saying. a learning curve. It's, it's a maturing thing. You know, you feel like you're maturing faster, but really you're not. Right. I, I get what you're saying. I know exactly what you're doing. You're going to uh, – you're an NCAA. You're going to become an officer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I, I understand exactly where you're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> the dark side. Uh, you mentioned um, your travel door, and uh, Mo kind of offline had mentioned he's looking at uh, buying a, a Zycar travel uh, humidor and uh, wanted to know, uh, I guess, the best bang for his buck or what size is good. Mo, what uh, what was your yeah, kind of – I'm kind of looking at the 50 or 80 count. That's kind of yeah. what I'm, I'm deciding between. What, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I've got a, uh, I've got a 30 count, and uh, – there, there are times I, I leave at night and come back and that thing is empty because I've given a lot of cigars away, which I don't have any problem doing. Um, you know, you, you get to a 50 count or an 80 count. I, I think the most crucial thing to think about that is is the the maintenance of those cigars. Are do you have enough in that in that case to keep them at the right humidification? And once you get above a 30, that that becomes a, a, a crucial process. So sure, um, uh, you, you know if you're if that's what you want and, and you've got the capacity to, to maintain those cigars, definitely a 50 or an 80 is, is pretty cool to have. But um, it's not really the size of your humidor. It's, it's what you do with it. No, no, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, a, you know, that's a very fair point. We, yeah. and, and I feel that's wasted advice on three white guys, but I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, hey, um, L-Train, do you guys carry the uh, Zycar Travel Ashtray? Do we do? Do you? Yeah. No, we don't. No, you don't. Okay. We, yeah, we, we use we use several we use several uh, other vendors. Um, we we try to uh, keep keep the the cost as, as low as possible. And you know, Zycar is an incredible product. Um, I think it's uh, gosh, I can't remember. Um, John D. Oliver. 
he's a, he's a Frenchman. He's really Italian, but I really pissed him off when I call him a Frenchman. But John <laughs> Oliver is his icon rep. Uh, great guy. And uh, he sells fantastic products. Um, we just try to keep the cost down for our customers and uh, give the most bang for the buck. There you go, Dave. Now, yeah. yeah, with with the uh, the Zycar Travel Ashtray, it was brought up by somebody on Reddit. They asked, you know, how do you use it? And when you first look at it, it does look kind of confusing. And I'm assuming that the single loop is for you to place your cigar ash down because it has a little bracer at the bottom to stop you from actually placing it in the ash. And then the multiple loops is for you to ash your cigar. Is that correct? I have no idea. I mean, you're, you're a fan of Comic-Con. I have no idea how to fucking work that travel ashtray. But it looks really bizarre. It really does. Yeah, I'm sure it's, it's pretty cool. What was this <laughs> podcast about again? Nothing. Ooh, this is yeah. a show about nothing. You know what? Um, this brings me to well, a And you're a, right a on question. target. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, last night we talked about a lot of things, and L-Train, you gave us a lot of very nice uh, – dare I say, politically correct answers. You know, everybody can tell you're very well-spoken. But tonight, <laughs> what if we dig a little deeper and we push the political correctness aside just a little bit and we ask questions Sound like... like me on date three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stepping honest. it up a notch. Yeah, speech I give. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm stepping it up since it's date two, I guess. Yeah. Um, Go ahead, Wagon. Just ask what you want to ask. Yeah, yeah so... So what is something, aside from this podcast, that you wish would disappear from the industry? Dave fucking West. <laughs> <laughs> no, what is, what is something you see that just drives you up the wall? Uh, i tell you, honestly, the one thing that I see that drives me up the wall is this uh, incredibly ignorant ambition to be the only cigar retailer on earth. Um, we, we all need to work together. Otherwise, we're all going to die together. Um, th this competition, is this uh, there's a lot of hate out there. And uh, I've tried hard to eliminate that from our Facebook page and um, to, to try to cultivate a positive Facebook page. Uh, and we're, we are friends with every cigar shop that's near us. Anybody that can reach out to, I'll take my guys and go over there and support their events because, uh, like I said, we're, we're in this industry together. The, the more people we get interested in this uh, in the cigars, then the more cigars we sell around, and there's just no room for hate. So, you know, I sound like I'm I want to jump out and sing Kumbaya here, but I really just wish <laughs> I could eliminate the hate. And, yeah. And if I can't, I don't have any problem going out again and shooting. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. So, so pass the hate. You've eliminated the hate. The world's a happy place. Retailers are all singing Kumbaya. What's next? Um, what's next? Uh, I guess I'd, I'd say that, uh, we have some kind of a, a education or information about, uh, cigars and that, uh, you don't have to buy a $30 cigar to be cool mm -hmm. or, 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 you know, you don't have to punch your cigars to be cool. It's all about preference. Uh, so I, I'd say maybe a revamping of the culture. Um, yeah. I'd love to expand what we're doing here at UG to other shops or or other festivals and I'd like to be invited you know as as the UG to other festivals and promote those and make those uh, successful but you know again I think there's that there's that fear of uh, you know everybody's trying to be top dog and, and uh, I don't want to be top dog I just want to be uh, you know, 
And that's shop that has good customers. Well, mm-hmm. uh, you know that that kind of brings us to. So we discussed this last week. Uh, L train. There was an article um, that had said that uh, if you're going to go to a cigar lounge, you should dress the part. Okay. And so, knowing how you are, and I'm guessing your reaction Whoa. to that is going to be the the same as ours. Um, but we essentially all do, agreed that you know that's kind of bullshit you wear what makes you comfortable and right. you go to the cigar shop and enjoy a cigar um, yeah. there, there's no uh image to keep up um what, what are your thoughts on that and, and this article actually provided links to um you know upper scale clothing companies and stuff like that within it what, what are your thoughts on something like that you know i think i think there's a i think there's actually a market for that um i i can i can i can attest to the fact that there have been a couple people who come in here and you know, dress the part and 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 like the shop, but recognize they want something different. And you know, I take my hats off to those clubs that that do that. There's some really classy clubs up there, and um, we've got one downtown here in Fort Worth uh, called uh, Silverleaf, and uh, it's a very nice place. The drinks are a little high. Um, they have a, a pretty good selection of cigars. Jake, who runs it, is a fantastic guy. But he runs an upper scale place. If I were going there, and I've been there quite a few times after a date, and I want a cigar, and we go in there and we have a couple of drinks and, and a smoke, it's a different experience. So, yeah, th- I think that article would be appropriate for that, that club server leaf. If you, but but if you want to smoke a cigar, it shouldn't. It, it can be categorized. Maybe you just want to head down to the UG and your overalls and a pitchfork and smoke with us and have a great time. Or, <laughs> Get your get your uh, your funk on and go down to Silverleaf and enjoy it there. But I, I think everybody finds their comfort zone in, at the place that they're at. So if that article was written for Silverleaf, it, they're spot on. But but that, you know, and and I get what you're saying. Um, but shouldn't you be comfortable to go anywhere? Yeah, I mean, do, you, do you really have to? Well, I wish that were true, but you know, it applies the same to restaurants too. I mean, yeah. if you're going to McDonald's, it doesn't matter what you're wearing. Um, and if you, if you put on a suit to go to McDonald's, you probably should check into a psychiatric ward. But <laughs> if, you, if you're going to a nice place to eat and you're, you're taking somebody with you, and you want to, you know, a, a blazer and a nice pair of slacks is, is not, you know, not ridiculous. I think again, I think mm-hmm. there's a, a range of cigar shops out there, and you, you feel comfortable where you feel comfortable. At. Yeah. So I'm guessing Silverleaf is pretty liberal if you're taking dates there. You know, um, <laughs> it is. It is. And I, and I gotta tell you, uh, uh, <laughs> it's pretty progressive. Uh, no, no, no. It's not well. Yeah, liberal up there. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> now, um, what is something that has just thoroughly disappointed you in let's say IPCPR, the retail perspective, like I really want to dig deep and I want to hear like some of the the Batman come out of Yale train. Not not the politician, but the Batman. The dark and dirty. <laughs> Dave I'm likes it dark, dark and dirty. <laughs> yeah. Just like Mo. <laughs> Bend over. What? So you're asking me what what I was disappointed in at IPCPR. I mean, from, from the retail perspective, regarding a cigar, and this is why I know it's going to be hard for you because you have a lot of respect for people's art, you know, what they do in, in producing the cigar. 
But what is something, just for a frame of reference, that has really disappointed you in that retail perspective about cigars? Um, okay, so this is – I've got to tell you, this is not uh, – this is personal. So um, one of the things I was really disappointed in – hang on a second. I'm trying to get my moonshine open. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that's really disappointed me last year was I, 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 I go to see a, a really good friend of mine. I, really, I go to see a really good friend of mine and uh, and order some cigars from him. And he says, hey, you got to meet this guy. He's making cigars out of my factory. So I go to meet this guy, and he's wearing a suit. And his partner's wearing a suit. Uh, and and uh, they begin to introduce these cigars. And as they're reviving this old cigar, it, it's it's a cardboard box, uh, which I don't have any problems with. We, we just play cardboard boxes here. But they made it look old. And then he, he talks about the cigar, and he says to me, uh, and the price point on these cigars are three fifteen a piece, three dollars fifteen. Yeah, and he says, but these are your everyday smokes. These are your go out and golf smokes. Really, just grab five and go out and smoke. And and I was disappointed in that because uh, that's not the, that's not what I, I think cigars are about. I mean, uh, is there a market for that? Yeah, and are there people that sell those? Yeah, Seven Eleven sells tons of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I think IPCPR is to showcase um, your work of art. I mean, a lot of these manufacturers put their heart and soul into it, and for you to come out with a cigar and say, this is an everyday smoke, um, it's not because we don't know how long we have on this earth, and you smoke your best. The Don Wiggins coined that phrase here at the shop, and, uh, and you do. Uh, his humidor, uh, he's got a pretty good-sized humidor, but it, it's its virtually empty because he smokes his best all the time. Uh, and you can see him post it on Facebook every day. Um, and I think that's really important. Uh, mm-hmm. And so when you come out with a mediocre cigar and you try to push that, that's thats a little annoying to me, especially at IPCPR. You can, you can push that somewhere else, but that annoyed me at IPCPR. Um uh, other than that, I, you know, it's it's a sales conference. Your job is to get out there and sell. So, uh, who the fuck is at a truck stop? <laughs> <laughs> Dave. working a lot. That's where I live my life. Yeah. Wow. He's, <laughs> lot, he's, lot lizard west. he's trying to make right. money because we wasted his time last night. Yeah, uh, right. other, than t- other than that, though, really, I, I don't have any issues with it. It's a sales conference. I've been in sales pretty much all my life, so I, I get it. Um, it's cool to see all those guys there and and uh, and, and girls working their ass off to to make this industry great. So the only thing I didn't like was you know, and that resonated with me for a while was that everyday smoke. That just bothered me. Yeah, you're going again this year, L train. Absolutely. Dave, oh, yeah. uh, Dave and Mo, I believe, are for sure in. I'm uh, maybe at this point, but uh, yeah. Uh, if we all go, that'd be nice to uh, hook up out there. What? Ooh. You're. Uh, <laughs> Putting all the cards on the table, Hunter. Sorry, say again, L Train. Are you guys having a booth out there? Or? Uh, we are not, Dave. Uh, what uh, what are you? No, going for? no, no, no. Um, I've been asked, you know, if I would do a booth, but I don't. I don't think that's my place. And honestly, I don't. I don't know what my place would be. I read a lot about media getting in the way and fucking things up, and I don't want to be that guy that's taking up time from the retailers meeting with the manufacturers. But I think my place is somewhere. In the gray area, you know, like trying to videotape and show retailer or not retailers, but average people like me, you know, what goes down at IPCPR, what new stuff is out, and that kind of thing. Okay. Cool. Um, 
Well, our, uh, just on a side note, since you mentioned that, our cigars will actually ship to you uh, Monday. So you'll have them sometime next week, and we'll get with you to do uh, to do a release. Um, so that means you're, you're coming down for that, right? Uh, man, I'm going to try. I, don't, I won't find out until next week if I'm going to be off on a weekend to be able to get that down there. That is paramount. I mean, so. um, our, our, our customers are very unique. They, they pair, and, and we, we enjoy it. They pair the cigar with. They want to know where it comes from. What, yeah. Where you, why you why you did this? Uh, what you were going for? Um, they want to meet you. They want to get you know, be personable with you. And when they're smoking that cigar, they know that uh, you um, you had something to do with it. Uh, One thirteen did a uh, with with Joe Torres and Stephen Drew did an event here, and they did uh, uh, um, a, a, like a little cigar. A show, um, we call it, like, a, like a little cigar class. And one thing Joe Torres said, which was very cool, was he said, uh, uh, on average, about 300 hands have touched your cigar before it's come to you. You know, the growers, the rollers, the blenders, you know, everybody. And and when pe- people say that, people hear that, they're they're really, um, you know, they're really humbled that for eight bucks. They're getting a piece of art. Somebody, you know, worked hard to put together. So, mm-hmm. uh, our, our our customers are pretty educated and uh, really cool and appreciate the people behind the cigars. I mean, um, we we don't just buy a cigar and stick it on the shelf and hope it sells. Yeah. Uh, we really, we really promote the stick, who it is, where it comes from, and you know what that backstory is. So. Oh yeah, and I. Well, I, I just won't be able to find out uh, as soon as I do know uh, what Saturday that's uh, that we're planning on it. So just got to uh, figure out my silly uh, day job. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, L-Chain, it's kind of interesting. You had said that those guys, you know, that you met at IPCPR, I, I, you know, Drew and I are just uh, hoping that we don't have the opposite effect where we went for a smoke that someone's going to cherish and bring a smile to their face that it ends up becoming their golf cigar, their, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, kind of, but no, I mean, that is a big reason why, you know, we did it. Number one, um, just, you know, that feeling you get to know that somebody might light up your cigar to celebrate, uh, an achievement in their life, the, the birth of a child, the, a job promotion, a, and and your cigar is the one they pull out of their humidor. A Friday. Well, well, don't 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 get me wrong. Um, when I when I said I was upset with that guy, I said everyday cigar. What what that guy was really saying to me was that, yeah, it, it, it's for three fifteen. It's a good cigar. You just pull it out whenever you want and smoke it. And don't yeah. finish it, throw it away. That that's what he was really saying. I think a bigger compliment than those special occasions because if you look at our lives, we really don't have that many. I, I smoked five year sticks in the last ten years. If that was the case. Um, I think what's really a very big compliment is for somebody to open up the travel through the door and have one of those sticks in there and um and find a place where in their palate or in their day or whatever but again when they light up a cigar and they look at that band and they see that stick when they see the history behind that stick which means the people that put it together it means a lot more to them so um, you, you know, you're going to have the whole realm. You're going to have guys that hate your cigars and guys that love your cigars. Right. Um, and, and, you know, your job is, number one, to make a cigar that you love. Uh, not that everybody loves because that's, that's, a, that's a failure in itself. 
make a cigar that you love. And uh, I think everybody else will embrace that and you'll get a good customer following. But it, it's it's um, it's a build. I mean, it's not you release a cigar, it's a hit, and then you don't have to do anything. It's a build. There's a lot of hard work that goes behind it. And a lot of reps and a lot of manufacturers spend tons of time on the road smiling and shaking hands and telling their story. And um, making the cigar is only half the work. Representing that cigar is, is the other half. Yeah. yeah it's, you know, for us, it's been, Drew, a year-long process. Yeah. Uh, just to get, the, the you know, these two out. It's been, um, it's taken a while, but, you know, we're, we're excited about it and definitely grateful to you guys to give us the opportunity to uh, showcase it at your shop. So, thank we're, you. We're filled to death. I mean, you know, we, we are. I mean, I, I'm telling you, uh, it means a lot to us because that's a, a you know, we, we love boutiques. They're the small guy. They're the underdog. And that means a lot to us. And, you know, we, we'll connect. We have 2,800 members, and that Facebook page is alive and, and rumbling every day. And I think a true prize is to get on Facebook in the underground and look and see how many guys are smoking your cigar and what they're saying about it. Okay. So, that's 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 the uh, that's the approval point for us. It, it was kind of uh, you know Drew and I when we first decided okay well who who do we want to kind of approach uh, about this cigar and uh, you know you guys were in, you know one of the first ones that came to mind and, and you know we said to each other man Underground's big on boutiques and and we were like well no one's there are very few that are going to be as boutique as we are. So <laughs> we're, we're pretty boutique, um, you know, in, in, in terms of size and stuff. So, um, sure. you know, it, it's an honor. And by the way, I've had your cigar, and it's it's a it's a very good cigar. Um, I don't doubt that it would do well here, but I, I tell everybody the formula here is having a good cigar is half the battle. Having good representation is the other half. So um, I love to eliminate myself from that process meet you up with the customers for a cut and light or an event mm -hmm. or, or have you a Woodstick Mitch here and, and uh, you know, you meet the people and make that impression. And mm -hmm. that stands for sales that day, but most importantly, it stands for sales for longevity. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and as long as the FDA stuff uh, stays at bay, we, we plan on uh, plan on doing this uh, for a while. Uh, we enjoy it. It's been a long process. Uh, for me, I, I can't speak for Mo, but for me, um, the uh, learning the whole process has made me appreciate uh, cigars and the other people that, that put them out. Uh, um, man, all the time that we've spent just on these two, uh, blending them and testing them and the bands and boxes and so much has went into it to, to even get to this point that uh, it does make you value uh, some of your favorite cigars better. Yeah, you know, and, and I appreciate that. I mean, you, you, I, I don't know. You, you, you got to come up with a name. You got to come up with a band. You got to come up with the blending. You, you have to wait until that. That I think uh, Joe and and, and Stephen Drew, Joe, Stephen Drew and Joe Torres said that the first time they went out, and I might I might be getting this wrong. They did like three cigars when they blended them, and they go, yeah, these are it. And they go back six months later to. Taste them after they rest and they go, oh my god, this is shit. <laughs> so, so the next time they go back, it's 21, you know, that they make and hoping they get two or three out of them right. uh, after they rest. So I appreciate all the hard work you put into it, not to mention, you know, the money that, that is not doubling as we speak. Um, so you, you guys put a lot of effort into it. The least that we can do as a shop is when we take your cigars, is not stick them on the shelf. To sit behind the counter reading a newspaper. 
is to get out there, bring you out, tell you what our people want. That, that produces what I think it could sell. Mo, is that your fan club? Uh, yeah. No, I'm getting kicked out of the theater room, so I'm, uh, I'm moving. You're good. The bro chachos came for you, huh? Uh, well... <laughs> they want to watch Creed. The bro We're about to uh, kick him out to play FIFA in a little bit. So, uh, so I, was uh, worried, I was worried lesbians came after you again. L Train, um, while Mo's doing this, uh, he uh, he on uh, Friday nights, Saturday nights at uh, Casa de Monte Cristo there, they have a huge theater room, and uh, him and a bunch of the guys get together and play uh, FIFA on the on the big screen uh, and smoke cigars. Um, so it's 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 his night to do that with his. With his uh, cigar buddies, um, okay. but uh, that, yeah, that's what he does till like two a.m. And uh, wow. looks like we just <laughs> <laughs> we might have just lost Mo. We'll add him back here. Um, There's no Mo, no Mo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he plays some FIFA. Um, hey, sorry, sorry, guys. There we go. I uh, got cut out. You're good, man. Okay, uh, Mo, it gives an opportunity to talk about you behind your back. <laughs> it's a big back. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I swear to God, we wouldn't do that. I'd, I'd say it right to your face. <laughs> now, I'm excited to uh, to see your cigar bombed. I know you talked about benchmarks, and, and I'll, I'll definitely be looking for it in the underground, but I think I don't know anybody that bombs cigars that they don't like. You know, so when you see it going out in care packages to other people, I think that's going to be a huge milestone. Except well. all the cigars I sent you today. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right because you know i don't like those either beforehand so it works out um l train i've got your video feed here i don't know if the other two guys do but you fired up another cigar what do you what do you got this time um this is a lawless from black label trading company oh, okay cool. um i'm not sure if you're familiar with that them. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, i've had that one from the ovea negra factory in nicaragua um good stick james brown produced some some fantastic smokes he was just at our show. Did really well. Uh, we missed seeing Angela. I missed. Uh, I guess she was. I saw a picture of her back in Nicaragua, with the truck broke down or something. They're uh, they're one adventurous couple. But, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, was, it was. It's one of my go-to sticks. I love it. Uh, good stick. Awesome. He's coming down to my area this month, so I'm excited to see him again as well. That's gonna be cool. Awesome. Yeah. He's... He owes me. Uh, hey, Dave. He owes me twenty bucks. If you can get that from him. That'd be cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. I will collect. Don't yeah, you? Worry. Just, just get that from him. He'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mo, um, Dave. Yeah. So, um, we talked about your disappointments earlier. I, I would like to hear from your perspective what are some things now give me two because last night you discussed a lot of off the wall shit that i don't think anybody's ever heard of so give us like one ultra boutique theme that surprised you and you really like about you know what you're seeing lately and then give us one more mainstream thing that you like okay yeah um you know we, we got a uh brad fisher uh we call him fish great guy uh, fantastic rep. I've got nothing but love and respect for the guy. I've got even more love and respect for his wife. She is gorgeous. Anyways, <laughs> that's another story. We'll talk about that later. But um, he represents a, a, a scar company called Gordobo and Morales. And, you know, he, he would bring it out a couple times. And, you know, you see a brand new cigar and you're like, 
yeah, dude, I, you know, I don't have time for this right now. I've got other stuff, real stuff to deal with. But uh, I finally smoked one. He gave me what's uh, it's called a 19th hole. It's a Maduro. It's about $8.50 price point. I smoked that cigar, and I couldn't believe how, how great the expression was, uh, how great the taste was, the blending. And uh, the, the owner, um, and, and, you know, I hope he's not listening because he, he won't forgive me for this, but they call him Z. I don't remember what his first name is, but this guy makes a fantastic cigar, uh, and he has a, a great line out right now. So here, here it was under my nose this entire time for two years, uh, and when I finally took my head out of my pompous ass to try it, it, it turned out to be a fantastic smoke, and uh, it's quickly becoming uh, a, a store favorite. So uh, I hope to have him out if he'll come to the to the show next year, and uh, maybe an event in between now and then to showcase his sticks. So if you haven't tried a Cordobo Morales, and um, Dave, I stick a couple of those in the bag for you. Oh, cool. Thank it's, you. It's a really great stick. Uh, this guy has a great backdrop story. He's Cuban. Um so, you know, it doesn't work like a Mexican. If you see him on a roof, it's floating. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a, he's a good guy, and uh, I look forward to the things he has coming out. Um, as far as mainstream, I, I got to tell you, um, LFD has, has, has actually listened to the public, and uh, they're doing a fantastic job. Andy Yaffe is, is our rep, and he's done a great job representing that company. And... Uh, of course, you know, Lito Gomez is a genius. Of course, they're yeah. known for these very strong cigars, Triple Lajero, um, you know, knock you off your ass. And a lot of guys love that. But believe it or not, 80% of our customers don't. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just too strong for them. Uh, but they've come out this year and they've killed a new stick called the Lanox. Oh, yes. God, that thing is it's, it's creamy and it's beautiful and it's smooth. Uh, and it's a medium-bodied stick. It's not LFD um, characteristic at all. It's it's a it's a it's a break from what they normally do. And mm-hmm. I think I think that I think they heard the public, and I think they heard you know, hey, we need to come down off our you know, we're the strongest macho cigar in the industry. Come off that pedestal, and they've delivered it really well. And they've got some fantastic things coming. And uh, same thing with PDR. PDR has been around, and oh yeah, they're. They've got uh, right now. They got one of the hottest selling cigars in the shop. It's the Connecticut Valley Reserve. Uh huh. My God, I would push so many of those sticks through the shop. It's unbelievable. But yeah, I love it when the company listens to the customers because uh, that's what sells cigars in the end. And mm-hmm. if you're great at blending and you're, you're great at making a cigar, why not get some input from the customer and and apply that to your stick, make something you love, and put it out there? I think you'll, you'll come out with something like the Knox and and kill it. And that uh, that Connecticut Valley Reserve from A Flores, that's that's huge on the noise right now too. That that's a big win. Yeah, yeah. Now for uh, for everybody practicing their Google food, was that Cordova or Cordoba? Cordoba. Cordoba, like. Uh, well, the Bravo. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And also, you mentioned a rapper earlier that I had never fucking heard of, and I don't want to gloss over that. That might have been uh, it. Yeah, the Modafina rapper, uh, Clint Aaron, is a genius with that thing. Um, also, Cordova Morales has used it on one of their sticks, and it's beautiful stick. In fact, I think the cigar sent you has that on there, so I'll, I'll double check. But it's a it's a it's a beautiful wrapper, and uh, again, 
initially, uh, I think in its younger years, it was more bitter than normal. But uh, if you blend it right, it, it comes out beautiful. I mean, it's the same thing as coffee. Uh, some people like bitter coffee and some people don't like bitter coffee. I, I don't, but um, it, it has its, its, uh, its favorites out there. So. And, and where's that coming from, the Matafina? God, I don't, I don't know. I knew you were going to ask me that. That's why I was stalling like a motherfucker. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, as, as we say in the army, Dave, uh, I will get back to you with that answer, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which means you won't hear from me again. Yep, yep. <laughs> I, I believe it. I'll, I'll ask you when I go down there to meet Drew for the uh, the Salt of the Smoke release. There you go. There you go. Dave, what was that other rapper we were talking about offline earlier? Uh, you know, I read earlier, um, and I forget which one it was, but it had an Ecuadorian, a Bono, Rosado rapper. And I was curious. Oh, yeah, that's really good. Is that a hybrid, a Bono and Rosado? Aren't those different seeds? Yeah, is they this... are, but it is, it is a hybrid, but it's a, it, okay. it's a beautiful, beautiful rapper. And I'm trying to remember who, who's coming out with one off the top of my head. Somebody's coming out with a Rosado rapper, and it's, it, I smoked it. It's a beautiful cigar. Uh, you know, different taste. It's got a different... Um, got a sweetness to it uh mm-hmm. beautiful chocolate you know undertones great rapper beautiful stick yeah it sounds up my alley and i forget i was looking up one cigar that i really liked earlier and i was looking up a bunch i'm trying to redo the review process and damn i'll i just can't believe i forgot which cigar it was now did you guys see um the movie um i can't remember the name of the character who played it but he, he did the Bruce Lee story. I, can't, I think it's called The Dragon, and, and, it, and it, it's a biography of, of Bruce Lee and how the, how the how the Chinese guys come to him and say, "Hey, you can't be teaching Chinese uh, martial arts." Yeah, in the, in the restaurant. Yeah, and, yeah, and the re- you, can't, you can't be combining the martial arts. Yes, you yeah. got to be true to one. Well, you know, to me, that's what the boutique guys have done. They just kind of said, "Fuck it." They mix. The rappers, the binders, the fillers, they're not true to any country or any state. Um, and and they're, they're doing their own thing. They're doing what, what tastes good to them. Um, and I think traditionalists would, would frown upon that. Um, you know, Cubans are generally one note and smooth cigars, very mild, you know, some are medium. But uh, I think that that's all broken now. And they're making cigars and we're tasting all kinds of great stuff. And if you go seven years back, the San Andreas rapper was crap. Mm-hmm. Now it is one of the most sought after rappers there is and produces a beautiful stick. And these are these guys learning how to grow these tobaccos and what to do to them to make them taste better. So um, we're, the game has changed. We're in for some new sticks coming up. We're in for some great things, some great combinations, and uh, it's exciting. Which, uh, you, since you brought that kind of up, I think we talked about it on another podcast. But Yeah, we what, did. Um, what do you feel like uh, might be the next like big rapper um, to start? Oh man, man, I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, you, you know, uh, these guys put out these incredible rappers, and uh, I hate to keep referring back to One Thirteen, but those guys put out a Maduro and a Sumatran stick, uh, the Prelude, and and I was thinking, I don't get it. What's the, those two are so different rappers? But those those cigars have significantly different tastes, but they're both beautiful. I mean, great cigars. Um, mm. What what do I think is the next big rapper? That's the exciting thing is you know they're they're going to tell us, you know it's um, 
you know, I don't know, some off the wall, you know, like uh, the, the Cameroon rapper is the next biggest rapper. Oh, I love that rapper. I, I do too. I mean, but you know, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's, I think it's blowing everybody away where these guys are growing these tobaccos at and how they're making them work and how they're blending them beautifully. So who, who knows? Who, yeah. who knows what the next rapper is? I, I couldn't answer that question. Um, and we've, we've dealt with that since you bring up the rapper too, or, uh, Dave did, but, um, we, uh, how much it really affects the cigar is ridiculous. Um, when we were testing our blends and all, we'd have the same blend, but several different wrappers and it's a completely different cigar, uh, just by the wrapper. Um, same, same binder filler, different wrapper, 100% a whole different cigar. Um, and it's crazy to smoke them. Uh, like side by side and be like, this is two different cigars, even though just the wrapper is different. Sure, yeah. Crownheads produced a, uh, a really significant example of that with the uh, the four kicks, and then they released the four kicks black belt buckle, which just had the uh, Connecticut broadleaf Maduro on it. Other than that, it should have been the same, I believe, and it's a completely different cigar. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a pet peeve of mine, and I've, I've talked to Brian McGee about this and. Gotta hope he's listening, but you know, <laughs> if you're gonna change the wrapper on a cigar, just change the name. Yeah, just change the name because you know, um, it, you know, I, I talk about how important it is for you to come down, them to see you. They see the name on the cigar, um, and, and it's branded. If they don't like it, and if you change the wrapper and it's great, they're still not gonna try it. Um, change the name, but yeah, Crownheads has has done that with several other cigars. Um, they have a fantastic business model, though. Uh, we sold the Las Calaveras in 12 hours, 60 boxes. That Dang, that's it nice. Was, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those guys are hot. You know, I, I said it last night. Um, we're number five on the list in the eight-state region for selling crown heads. Every store that's above us has more than one store. We're a tiny shop. We're 1,300 square foot. But uh, we have a huge fucking heart and a great following. Good people. That the shop isn't isn't the walls. It's it's the people. We're lucky to have them. Dave, did you? Uh, add, did you have... We're lucky to have them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a question about Crown Head, but I think it's probably better offline. Afterwards. <laughs> really. Yeah, we got kind of dark and dirty, but I don't want to get uh, okay. That's fine. Get L train in trouble too much. Do you have? Absolutely, please. (laughs) (laughs) Dave. Oh, was that my cue? Come on, wagon. Well, um, so I'm not gonna name my my sources on this one, but I I think Crownheads, uh, at least from a discussion I had at a different place, different time, was initially. For the B&M, you know, they came out and they were like, fuck the uh, the online industry and B&Ms and we're going to do it this way and show loyalty. And then they released the uh, the B3, as I'll call it, the black belt buckle to a online exclusive. So from a retailer point of view, how did you feel about that? Let me tell you how I feel about that. I'm going to be fucking straight up with you. If that's OK, Dave. Yeah. Can I call you, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, dude, we're in the cigar industry at the end of the day. We got to feed our families. We do, and 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 if some, something comes up and we have an opportunity to make some money, that's what we got to do. And you know, one of the toughest things I had to do in this club was is try to eliminate some of that hate. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's the thing that my number one competitor isn't the guy to open a shop next door to me. It's not a, a, a you know a stick that won't sell to me. 
my number one competitor is hate. And if, if Crown Heads got an opportunity to make some money at a uh, at an online service, then, then God bless, get the fucking check and pay your bills. If that's if that's what you got to do, because you know right now it's it's a tough time in the industry. Everybody is struggling. You know we struggled, and uh, uh, you know we we have had to, to to get where we are today. We we've had to do a lot of hemming and hawing and Peter to pay Paul, but in the end, you know we have to make we have to make bank. We have we have to make money. We have to pay the bills. So if, if Crown Heads has has a has a line they want to sell to uh, an online service, yeah. Go for it. And if it creates more smokers, fantastic. Uh, let's grow the culture. Um, I yeah. said to you last night that you know, those guys, um, are they our competition? Kind of, yeah. I'm not going to open up a line that they're selling on, on you know, I'm not going to open up a line here in the shop and do a, a big event if they're opening it up online because, you know, what's the sense? You can buy it cheaper online. And even if they have a price point agreement, well, then they just throw in free sticks and make that deal even much sweeter, which we can't afford to do. But God bless them. They're, they're, they're growing the industry. And, you know, I said to you last night, uh, I, I ordered online when I first started. I ordered from Thompson Cigars. I ordered from CI. I ordered from Famous Smoked. Mm-hmm. Uh, smoked uh, DE products. So if, if anybody's putting those products down or, or those services down, um, I find it hard to believe they never did that before. And they just... We're born out of the room, going room going to uh, a B and M. I just I just don't see that. So <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, also, where um, digging a little deeper, where is the disconnect? Because I mean, we see more. I, I dare to say, boutiques. You know, more startup companies now than ever before. I mean, I wasn't smoking twenty years ago, so I don't really know. But it feels like right now is prime time for new startups. So where where is that disconnect? Where I hear from a lot of B&M shops from – I travel from here to Tennessee and here to Dallas-Fort Worth area, and they're all saying, hey, you know, we're hurting in this area, we're hurting in that area, it's tough. But yet I see people starting up cigar companies almost every month. So where's yeah. that disconnect in, in the money flow? Because people wouldn't start it up if it wasn't making them money from the manufacturer point of view. Well, I, I, think, the, I think the number one reason people go into uh, the cigar industry, like want to make their own stick, is – they, they have a passion, and that passion makes me want to punch them in the fucking throat. <laughs> because it, once they get into it, they realize how much work it actually is. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a delusion of, uh, I'm going to make a stick, it's going to sell, we're going to, you know, as Mo said earlier, you know, um, I hope our stick is coming every day, Smoke. Look, dude, I'm hoping every day people smoke your cigars. But well, no, that, hold on. That's not what I, what I said. Was every time they smoke it, I want them to have a smile on their face. No, and, no, and, and, and then you said something about Mexican. But let me finish. Yeah. My, <laughs> I, I want to make sure this point gets taken across. You know, uh, I don't. I don't think there's really a disconnect. I think there's. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a. You know, you think, hey, I've got four thousand dollars. I'll. I'll order, you know, I'll, I'll have somebody blend me a cigar. And I'll put my name on it and be good. But that four thousand becomes five thousand with the bands, becomes six thousand yes. shipping, becomes yes. seven thousand with the distribution. And before you know it, you're hurting. Yeah. So, uh, and, and you know, um, there's nothing I can do as, as a B and M, a single one shot B and M. Don, Mark, and I can do to, to ease that pain. I mean, 
uh, you know, we can buy some of your boxes, but what you really need is distribution. You need the word out. So yeah. I think I think the cigar industry is, is slowly growing, but um, I think that the way the economy is right now, uh, especially here in Texas with the gas and oil industry hurting, we've seen a lot of cutbacks. And one of the first things you're going to cut back mm-hmm. is cigars. It's yeah. Cut back. I mean, next thing is your alcohol. You're still going to buy it. It's just going to be a cheaper brand of alcohol. So. Uh, you're not going to have steak, and you, you might have pork chops, uh, but you're really going to back down on your purchases. I know what you're hearing in the background is an L train. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you brought up a good point. Courtesy of Dave. Uh, and, and Mo, you're going to want to get on it. <laughs> well, <laughs> can I be in front? Um, but you know, here, here's the thing: is is you know, and this is for anybody that's listening that you know wants to go and make their own cigar. Look, it's kind of like investing in the stock market. You better put money in that you can't afford to lose, in, in my opinion. Because I'll tell you what, our money's been tied up for a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, you know, it's not that I can't necessarily afford to lose that, but it's like, okay, I can get by without that money, right? right. But, I mean, right. that is a commitment. Um, that money is doing zero for You know what I Like you said, L-Train, about putting that money in. That you're not doubling it. It's sitting there until you can sell your cigars. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's something that I would say to keep in mind. Now, we're seeing that that huge boom. Do you guys think it's globalization and access? Or do you think it's just all the, the regions, you know, just being prime time for cigar making? I'm sorry, what was the question again? Uh, we're seeing that, that boom of startups, you know, and do you think yeah. it's globalization and access to be able to, to make your own cigar, or is it uh, just the regions producing at optimal capacity and being able to do that? You know, I think it's I think it's social media. I think uh, the guys down in Nicaragua and the factories and the Americanization of uh, that industry has opened up, and I think factories open up, and they need to fill their time, and they're bringing opportunity to um, – you know, young entrepreneurs, and they're saying, "Hey, how would you like to make your own stick?" And then, oh my God, yeah, my own cigar. And and uh, uh, you know, it's not enough. It's really not enough. I mean, you guys have a good cigar. I'm not going to lie about that. You got a great cigar, but you've got to sell it. Uh, your job is half done. Mm-hmm. Your job is half done, and, and you got to sell those cigars, and you got to get great at it. So, you know, if you're not comfortable talking around people, or you know, you you don't feel comfortable about yourself. You don't have that confidence. You know, you go fuck yourself because you better get it. You, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> I think that's directed that towards stuff. me. One of the worst things that can happen is I have a cut in life, and, and, and the, the guy or the girl that comes in here to represent that company is a flop. I, I can't do anything about that. Even if the cigar is great, I'm not going to sell it. And I can't tell you how many times that's happened. Um, it, it, it's happened more than I care to admit. The, the, the guys that have a good cigar and, they, and they're good guys sell the shit out of cigar. Yeah. And a cut and light, what exactly is that? I've, I've never been to a cut and well, light Well, we, we do a cut and light and then we do an event and then we do the full-blown um, cigar fest every year. And So the cut and light is basically, it's, it's a more uh, intimate setting. We just come in the shop. Uh, we offer, we, we don't do, you know, if you buy one, you get two, one, three, a good friend. I'll finger you pack <laughs> we just offer the cigars at a good deal and then the guy comes in or the girl comes in and they explain who they are what they're about 
and they make that connection with the customer. Again, we bow out. You know, sometimes I'll mediate that to get things going, but um, we make people realize these aren't, you know, elitist cigar makers. They're human. They got mm-hmm. And that sells cigars. It does. Cool. I was just imagining, for everybody listening, I was imagining Mo uh, cutting and lighting my cigar. Yeah, you were. You know? <laughs> That's a good visual image. Yeah, we don't, we don't cut anybody's cigars here, and we don't, uh, <laughs> we don't light anybody's cigars here. This is, uh, this is a uh, DIY shop. So. <laughs> Mo, Mo can do this really cool lighter trick, though. We don't take anybody's <laughs> bathroom for ass. Everybody's a DIY. So. <laughs> I don't. I don't think me or Mo has any problem with chatting with people. We uh, we both like to talk about nothing, and uh, we'll talk to anybody about nothing. Case in point, now, myself. You know, I'll tell you. If you ask me, and you're not, but if you did ask me, <laughs> what's what's good to talk about? I would say one word: vulnerabilities. You know, don't tell us how you know your fucking passion came from I'm serious I'm going to fucking punch you in your throat but <laughs> talk to us about you who you are what fucking mistakes did you make you know how much did you bleed how, how long is the cutting light because <laughs> <laughs> that might be a long fucking conversation no 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 I, I, I got you covered there I'm a great mediator <laughs> <laughs> okay because we're going to talk about mistakes that could be why you know and, and that's uh it's actually uh, a nice reflection for you to do on yourself, too, before you even get to a cut line, is to, you know, to, to self-talk while you're in the car and, and uh, pretend somebody asked you that question and go through that process because uh, I think you'll realize some of the things that come out of your mouth are, are probably not what you expected and mm-hmm. probably not what you really, you know, what you want to portray what you feel. It's what you really feel, and yeah. that's tough. And, and you get real with people. You that's all they want for you to be humble and uh, you win them over and then they give your cigar a fair shot and if it's a good cigar and yours is you're going to have longevity in yourselves yeah. and you're going to have a following Dave <laughs> you're going to have a following <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I was just about to uh, mute y'all and, and piss in the bushes <laughs> what? you don't have to mute us for that well, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. Uh. <laughs> You're really gone. Don't wait here. Don't don't mind the podcast. We'll just, we'll just wait on you, Dave. Yeah, yeah don't worry about it. <laughs> Jeez. Um, sorry, I'm I'm distracted over here. Um, <laughs> and it's look. and it's not Dave. He he didn't have the video on. Let me <laughs> yeah. let me clarify. I've got I've got this girl that I'm seeing sending me some risque photos. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Listen, um, yes, I'll, I'll screen them. Just send them to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, and if you need a second opinion, I'll I'll be more than happy to take a look. Oh, they're fantastic. I, there is no opinion needed. Um. Well, that's good. <laughs> but I'm glad. <laughs> We invited L Train on so Drew could look at risque photos. <laughs> yeah. I, I bring that out of people. I bring yeah. that out. <laughs> he's, he's in the mood. He's in the yeah. mood. Uh, I'm not sending them, I'm just receiving them here. Oh, so uh, you're, you're a catcher. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, Mo, um, did, you, did, you, did we 
Is is Dave done pissing? Oh yeah, I'm back. <laughs> I'm ready. Locked and loaded. Can we can we have our podcast back now, Dave? Yeah, yeah. I was testing out this uh, catacomb, you know, and I've, I've got to try it with a lot of different what, drinks. Yeah, what are you? A bit. What are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking Guinness. I've got Sammy Smith's chocolate stout. I've got Balvini Double Wood and some Helen uh, 18. And I think the fuck I got don't you have? Well, you know, I, I fucked up with Lenox, and I usually try to smoke something new with a lot of different drinks and try to find the, the right pairing for me. And with Lenox, I just went with rye bourbon. And so from a lot of from what I'm hearing is that I didn't give it a fair shake. So I'm trying to give this one a fair shake. And so far, I think Zaya rum is where it's at for this cigar. A sweeter rum. You, you are uh, actually, and, and this is not an exaggeration, the uh, only person I know that smoked that cigar did not like it. Yeah, and, and, and that's I, and I don't what I've been that hearing. As an insult. I'm just saying that you know, really, it shocked me because you know, like kind of L Train said, it was such a departure for LFD yeah. from from yeah. what they normally put out. I mean, when you think of like stuff like the Digger and things like that, you know, that's what you think about with LFD. And so um, the Lenox, man, it's just it's awesome. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, and I'll admit that I've heard a lot of the same. I'm a little surprised to hear you say that, but but you know, it's not it's not unusual. I mean, again. It's not about whether it's a good cigar or not. It's about whether it, it, it fits in your in your palate range, and and not everybody likes everything. Right. Uh, I'm assuming you like Dick, right? <laughs> <laughs> because if you don't like the Lenox, you must love Dick. I, I, that's just I, I, I agree with that. Oh, man, <laughs> most Dave. Only most. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a good cigar. Uh, if you have any. Any extra left over, please send them to me. Don't waste them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you some TPs. I like it. <laughs> so so, I'm, so I'm, I'm talking to this this new person that came to uh, Woodstick. She just joined our group literally weeks before she came out here. Uh, she just started smoking. Uh, she came with, with, with a guy that she's been dating that's been in our club for quite some time. And so I got a chance to sit down and chat with her at, at Woodstick, and I said to her, so how, how do you like the, the fest? She's, it's great. She's very young, beautiful girl. And, well, that's fantastic. I'm glad you enjoyed it. How about, how about the cigars? Are you, are you liking the cigars? Go, oh, yeah, they're, they're great cigars. Um, I, I, I would not think that I'd like them, but I, I do. And it's, okay, what about the, the Facebook page, the UG Facebook page? How's that treating you? She goes, oh, it's great. I've gotten no DPs. No what? DPs. D- dick pics. Oh. I have no oh. idea that's what that meant. But, yeah, she, she rated our site. On the fact that no one had sent her a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. That could be a new rating system. Drew, we should use that for cigars. Yeah. We're going to give this three dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> or one Mexican dick pic. Either, however you guys want to do it. <laughs> uh, oh, gee. Uh, uh, L-Train, do you guys have a website? Uh, we don't have a website right now. It got... Um, Got taken down. We 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 uh, had some issues with the uh, QuickBooks matching up with the inventory that we had, and people kept ordering sticks that we had. One thing that we do here is we love to sell out. So uh, we'd get sticks in, and they'd sell out before we could get them, and they're still in the inventory. And people order them, and there's nothing more irritating than ordering something that you don't have. So yeah. that got that got taken down. Uh, but we do most of our most of our uh, business through 
telephone call. So, cool. um, yeah, our Facebook page is Paramount. Uh, I love it. It's, it's a fantastic way to get a pulse on the public right now and uh, get information back and forth. Um, since you mentioned that, um, can you go ahead and give us your uh, contact info, name, uh, number, uh, Facebook page, that kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, let me give the number to the shop. It's Underground Cigar Shop and Lounge, 817-507-3640. Our address is 3219 Erie Street, E-R-I-E Street, Fort Worth, Texas, at uh, 76112. And our Facebook page is private and it's secret, so... The only way to get in it is to be invited into it. So if you're listening to the podcast, my name's Larry Fernandez, uh, nickname L-Train. I'm the only uh, non-black L-Train on Facebook. <laughs> so you can find me that way, make friends, and I'll bring you into the uh, underground and uh, experience what I think is uh, one of the greatest families on earth. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Dave, did you, did you have more? No, but I, I do want to say I, uh, I did get into the underground. You know, I'm, I'm still there tonight. You're, you're welcome. Me out. Um, I'm really impressed. And at, at the uh, expense of sound like a underground fanboy, um, I've been a part of a lot of different Facebook groups, and I've not seen any that just haven't been – I don't know. They, they all just rub me the wrong way. You know, they're all just kind of snobby, and, and they have crazy amount of rules, and they post them like every hour, and it's just it's, – it's a little over the top. But I've, I've really appreciated underground, and I'm probably going to end up leaving a lot of the other Facebook groups for the underground. Well, that means a lot. How many uh, DPs have you got? Well, I mean, if you count Mo and Drew, that's pretty much all they send me all day. <laughs> You're going to get another one. You are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, let me let me ask you this, Dave. And, and you know, I, man, outside of really Cigar Noise, um, I'm not part of any any groups or anything like that. I uh, used to be on Cigar Dojo, but not, not so active on that anymore. But... You know, when, when people talk, you know, just some of the lingo. So, mm-hmm. okay, like when somebody says, um, I'm going to do a verification trade, what is that? You know, and it's like yeah. some of our listeners that might, you know, kind of creep on some of those forums. Like, what, what's some of the terminology that they should know? Uh, well, you're speaking specifically of Reddit and the verification yeah. trade. It really irked me and it weirded me out at first because everybody was saying, you need to get verified, you need to get verified, and we're only doing this for verified members. And so what it is is they have 30-something thousand members. And a verification trade is just to prove that you're a real person and not a dick. You know, you're you're not a robot. You're not a dickhead. You're not trying to scam anybody. You send a trade out to a verified member, and then they send a trade back to you, and it just confirms that you are who you say you are at the right address and that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, It really irked me at first, but I guess for their community, it's valuable. Um, And also – like, I, I run Cigar Noise, and so that's a community, and I really appreciate Underground from that perspective. You know, so as, as a community person, I really appreciate their community. Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I can't think of any other terms. That, that... Yeah, it means a lot. Well, you know, we, 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 uh, we, we didn't get here by just opening the Facebook page. We, we went through a lot of transitions. I mean... Uh, we, we, we have been through a lot the last couple of years, uh, to get it to where it is now. And Don, Mark and I are, are very proud of what it's become. Uh, you know, the, the culmination of all the work that we've done came to fruition at Woodstick. And, uh, we're, we're, uh, you know, we, we have, we, you know, I, I, I don't often give myself a pat on the back. We're, we're always hardest on ourselves, but I'm pretty fucking proud about what we did here. And about the friends that, that and, and watching these guys interact 
that live states away from each other uh, is is all the payday I need. I mean, it, it's 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 really really really. Good. I, I said it really came together. <laughs> yeah. now, is that the members or like the event? Uh, Mo. Yeah. L train. He he asked if that was the members or the event. L train. Oh, both. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had members flying from all over the place, and to see everybody act like they were family and you know meeting for the first time, but you know interacting on Facebook mm-hmm. uh, and and making that that uh, that bridge was was incredible, and it was um, you know it, it it verified that everything we've been doing this whole time was. Was right, and it, and it's yeah. tough. It's not easy to run the Facebook page. I, you know, one of the fucking worst things in my life is to kick somebody off the Facebook page that I think is doing some harm to the to the shop or to, or to its people. But mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, in the morning somebody's got to pay the hookers, and I, I don't have any problem doing that. Right. And Dave. Dave, where'd you go, man? I thought we lost somebody. Dave, are you there? <laughs> Well, he's still, he's still on, but he's he's gone. I think I made him pass out. <laughs> it's probably for the best. Well, as you say in the industry, I Bill Cosby him. <laughs> oh, shit. I just got to finish the job. I got to close. Uh, y'all, y'all really can't hear me at all? There you are. Hey, Dave. Ah, there we go. Sorry, the, uh, the speedway must have caught me up a little bit. Jeez. Yeah. Busy. Busy on the yeah. corner, making a few yeah. bucks. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a hard life. The so you're going to send me a, a a link to this podcast so I can put it on uh, Facebook page. Yes, sir. Man, that'd be awesome. Great. Great. I'll uh, I'll be posting it uh, tomorrow. Um, it'll be on our website. It'll be on our Facebook. I'll send you the link. It'll be on Instagram, Twitter, all of our social media, Cigar Noise. Yeah, it'll be out there. So uh, right. yeah, I'll get you the link to to everything as right. well. And I know you guys are busy, but you know, Drew, right now is your is your uh, initial opportunity to get on Facebook, post some things uh, on the underground Facebook page and introduce yourself and interact with some of the customers before they even re- realize that you have a stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that smooths over that, that sales right there initially. But um, yeah, that's, that, that's in order to help you guys get that stick moving and introduce it to the crowd. So, and I'm on there quite a bit um, more now than I have been ever. But uh, I know I know some of the members. Of course, I I met you at the event up here in Tulsa. Um, Absolutely. So so I know some of the people. Uh, not a ton of them, but I know some of them. Um, so and so we, let me so let me tell you something. Uh, here's some criticism for you. Can you take it? Oh yeah. Sure. Well, uh, you work you work out right? Yes. Good good. Uh, so here's the deal. So you came in, you came into the bar, um, you know, you introduced yourself. I, I think somebody brought you over. I can't remember who it was. It might've been, uh, Jonathan Stoltz. It was PJ. Or, yeah. Yeah. Papa yeah. John. So, uh, so we met, uh, but then you left. And if you remember correctly, I came out of the bar and chased you down the sidewalk. Yes, you remember did. That? Yes. Yeah. Here's the deal. You, you can't do that. When you leave, you got to shake everybody's hand in the room. And you got to look them in the eye and say, hey, it's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, that's what I require when somebody comes into the shop. Because my, my customers come in here and they deserve 
every ounce of respect from everybody else that comes in here. And, and we, we have that. But, and you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's weird because you go to a shop and you think, yeah, well, you know, no, nobody cares about me. Everybody gives a shit about everybody here tremendously. And that, that genuine caring is what helps us bond as a family and uh, what helps us sell cigars. Well, and uh, not to get into my personal business, but we've resolved that issue. <laughs> um, that's what was going on that night. <laughs> um, but uh, that, that, that's that been clarified now. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Nobody I, thought I'm that was sure funny. I understand, but I'll, I'll just say I got it. <laughs> oh, the the ex-wife. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I got to tell you, man. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a, that's another podcast, and I want to <laughs> fucking do that one with you because I got fucking tons of complaints online too. So. Awesome, awesome. But, uh... <laughs> um, Mo, did you have anything else, Dave? Anything else you got? Man, I I think it's good. I mean, I, I don't, I don't have anything. No, um, I really appreciate L Train. Like I said last night, I, I really appreciate the fresh point of view that he brings. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't see a lot of B and M's with that kind of clarity, yep. and dare I say, social intelligence. You know, so I, I think it's, it's fascinating. I think it's uh, even innovative, and it, I, I really can't wait to get out there in a couple of weeks. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, L Train, thank you so much for coming Absolutely. on, man, and spending time with us. Guys. Two nights in a row. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a nickel. Oh, geez. Um, so, uh, man, I appreciate you being on um, once again, uh, at least a second night in a row. Thank you for uh, <laughs> for for fixing uh, our, our bad. Um, um, That's Drew's bad for everybody listening. Yeah, wonderful. So, uh, um, Ben H. was on Cigar Noise, and he said he's going to listen. I know I mentioned this last night, but he's not going to hear that. So, Ben H., you need to email me. Uh at uh, thesaltonsofsmoke at gmail.com. You got to listen to this podcast and hear this to email me. So email me. I got something for you. Um, appreciate you, L-Train. Uh, Absolutely. Mo, Dave, once again. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you, guys. And uh, we'll do it again uh, next week. Tomorrow. Awesome. Thank you. Be sure to follow us on uh, social media and watch uh, for any updates for our blogs as well as our cigars coming out in the next few weeks. Uh, you can email us at thesultansofsmoke at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at Sultan Smoke, Instagram, the Sultans of Smoke, Twitter at Sultans of Smoke. Thanks for joining us. Catch you next week.